Welcome to The Honest Pour with John Lennart, where we go beyond the bottle to connect you with the people and places that make each wine so unique. Eleonora Marconi may have grown up on the Mediterranean beaches of the Marche region of Italy, but her soul belonged to Chianti. So it's no surprise that she is now the winemaker at the Nipizzano Estate one of Frescobaldi's most historic sites. I talked with Marconi about the responsibility of making wines for such an historic family, and of course, to taste some of her fantastic wines. This episode of The Honest Pour is sponsored in part by Fooditor.com, bringing you the stories of Chicago's chefs, restaurants, and people who make food all over town. Fooditor.com. Hi, welcome to The Honest Pour. I'm John Lennart, and we're here at Italy in Chicago today. Joining me is Eleonora Marconi. She's a winemaker for Frescobaldi at the Nipizzano Estate. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here today. I always like to ask, how did you get into winemaking? So it's a long story because actually I start viticulture and enology in the high school. In high school? Yes. So when I was 15 years old, I just uh, decided to study uh, all this stuff because it was uh, uh, cool, was like lots of traveling, and I was able to learn English through the wine. And my family has a farm and um, grow plants, so was always into these... Uh, grapes? No grapes. No grapes. Okay. No grapes. No. Where, where in Italy was your family? Uh, I come from the center of uh, Italy, in the Marche, Marche region. Yeah, in the south of Marche. So Mediterranean area, <laughs> and uh, so I start for fun, no? We just uh, fun. I'm in the high school, 15 years old. But after studying and learning more about vineyards, of course, and then chemistry about wine, uh, all the um, things around this wine world. Uh, in 2005, I had my first vintage in Nipozzano. Was an internship. It was my first vintage of ever. In 05. 05. And then I finished the high school, of course, and went to university in Marke, where I come from. And I studied for three years viticulture enology. And um, I had other work experience with other companies. I work in university as well. Uh, after I got my degree, I moved to Australia because my mom, she's Australian. So I would like to discover my Australian roots. Of course, she's got Italian background, so she moved back when she was uh, 10. Um, so I find a job in McLaren Vale. I work in McLaren Vale uh, for the harvest, and then uh, I back to Nipozzano, um, because I always in contact with the director of Nipozzano. So I work there, and then I come back to Australia again. And I was looking for a job in France, say maybe it's nice no, to improve my knowledge. It was 2011 when they called me back and say, we need a winemaker. And I said, okay. Wow, that must have been some experience to be this, <laughs> this young winemaker sort of bouncing around when, you know, oh. Frescobaldi calls. Frescobaldi making wine for centuries and centuries and centuries. Yeah. So it was available. So I moved back in 2011 in Nipozzano again. And um, after that, I had a position in Australia for the job that I was looking for. And they told me, okay, if you like it, it's winter here, you can have the chance to come back in Australia and do it whatever you like to do for the harvest. 
So I came back in Australia again <laughs> for the third time. And then after 2012, I got full-time job at Seto Marchese Lamberto. After seven vintages in the row, I need a rest. One vintage a year is enough. One vintage a year is yeah, enough. For now. So then I, I reached the family full-time. Now, I interviewed Mar uh, Marchese Lamberto. He took me through the whole family history and talked a lot about the different estates and the wines they make. It's clearly an important family in the wine world. You're a young winemaker, and the responsibility of making, you know, one of their prime estates wines must be must weigh on you, must be heavy. How do you manage that? Uh, because we are a team. Without all the colleagues, without all the amazing people that I work with every day, I cannot do anything. It's like Marchese Lamberto came very often, so he knows everything. So he's going very hands-on. He's yes. not just some owner royal that pops around the world. Exactly. And then we have the chief winemaker, is Nicolò da Flitto, that manage all of us in all all the states. And then every state has got its own director, the vineyard manager, and the winemaker. So we are very good team. And then the guys that work with us, they do a very great job. And uh, it's like a family. Now for me, they, I moved from the other end of Italy, the other end of the world, to live here. Actually, I live in the state. For me, uh, I miss the guys. No, it's like ten days around the world. I already miss the guys. I know every day what's going on after the so winery. So you live on the estate. Yeah. Let's talk about Nipozano. You were from Marche. Yeah. Is it different living? Yeah, it's different. In Tuscany. Yeah, because um, I come from a resort town on the beach. And now I live very close to Apennines. So it's a completely different lifestyle. Uh, actually, live up there changed my life, no? Because I was usually uh, going to the beach every day in summertime, just one hour off, go to the beach, or uh, all the friends are come there. In Ibozzaro is different because you just need to be very good with yourself, find your balance, and then everything was like, easy because um, it's like a Chianti Shire life but when you would like to be a Chianti Shire because you already make your your own life and then you move to live in Chianti I was 25 so it was like young you know it was very big uh, goal for me it's like uh, it's the real job they want to do so I try to do my best every day so I changed my lifestyle uh, in different way, but in positive one. Because now, uh, all the time that I move back home, it's like holiday for me. Sure. sure. So I live in an amazing place there. People come for holiday. That's perfect. Now, Nipozzano, where, where, where in Chianti is Nipozzano? So Nipozzano is in the heart of Chianti Rufina. Chianti Rufina is the smallest Chianti appellation. It's not far away from Florence. We are on the sud South, sorry, <laughs> southeast of Florence. It's like 30 minutes by car, so okay. that's not too so bad. Close. And uh, it's the, not the highest Chianti because some point in Chianti Classico are actually highest than Chianti Rufina, but it's quite high. And it's different uh, uh, compared to the famous Chianti Classico because the Vale is quite small. We have two rivers one is the Arno River 
famous river that crossed the city. And the other one is Sieve River, where Rufina town is uh, nearby. So all the Chianti Rufina appellation is uh, between these two rivers. Of course, not for there are no, but just a small part. And uh, you really can feel the difference between one side of the other one of the river and different exposure and different altitude and um, Nipozzano is actually the biggest estate of this small oh, appellation okay. it is um, the castle is in the top of the amazing hill that dominate these two rivers and all the vale and the estate is quite big is 600 hectares and 260 hectares are vineyards and we grow 90% Sangiovese and 10% is Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Petit Verdot and small local varieties like Colorino, Malvasia Nera, Canaiolo and uh, uh, that's it. Great. Um, so Nipizzano means no well, right? Yeah. No well. <laughs> but actually we are lucky because the clay soil saved us. Like uh, the wine that we're going to taste are from 2013 season. And it's the first fresh season after the 11th and the 12th that were actually dry season. But the soy, very rich in clay, kept all these a small portion of water and release when the vines actually needed. So on July is the uh, highest point when the vines research for water. So the 13th that was good because all this water that we got on winter and fish shower on the, on the end of the spring actually refilled the, the soil. And the soil was like dry, so collect all this water and release it very slowly during the season. So the environment, the soil overall, save us. So we are happy. And no irrigate, you do no irrigation, right? Just no. dry farm. So whatever the yeah. soil has, it has. Yeah. So that clay soil yeah. really plays into uh, the importance of the vintage then. Yeah. Great. Definitely. So tell me about the terroir. Tell, tell me about what, what, what kind of flavors, you know, how, how, how does... How does the terroir of Nipizzano vary from mm -hmm. other parts of Chianti Rufina? Okay, so uh, like I told you before, Nipozzano is the biggest estate. So it's got a very um, big uh, surface, you know, 260 hectares of vineyard. 260 hectares, yes. wow. It's quite big, so you can imagine how they change. So our focus is uh, the best grapes on the best soil to have the best wine. So we have few wines that came through a single vineyard and then all the others are actually vineyards that we uh, grow to have Nipozzano. So the different exposure, the different soil, the different uh, wind, because the wind is one of the most things, important things that we have in Nipozzano. It's like, uh, I like to say that Nipozzano is like Melbourne, four seasons in one day. So in the morning, it's quite cold. And then with like spring, on first afternoon is summertime, then back to autumn and then winter, no? And this different season, we really can feel even on summertime. Like it's very nice in the morning, cold. And then uh, we have like, warm day 
but we never reach temperature higher than, sorry, I don't know in Fahrenheit, but 35 Celsius. So not very hot. No. So now we can reach for a couple of days, maybe or three days, but not like in the city in Florence, the super it's hot. Where 40 degrees. Yeah. So that's important because our um, grapes still have a very good acidity. So uh, the tartaric acid is the main acid in the grapes and still very good. When we pick the grapes, they are fresh and crisp and the wines still have this acidity. So what the difference between the Nipozzano and the other Chianti Rufina? Of course you have to taste and then you will realize it, but um, it's the freshness. Now all Chianti Rufina are very good to be aged, but Nipozzano we have a very good library and then we know that it's very, very good to be aged because this acidity is still young, no? And even for the malic acid, we don't reach the 32 degrees, then the, this acid will be breathed. And we usually do for one day or two, that's not enough to drop a lot. And so the grapes still very fresh. And what about the sugar level, no? Sugar level, uh, of course, when we pick the grapes uh, is the perfect time to be picked and um, the alcohol is always quite good but you cannot feel the powerful and the warmness of the alcohol because the wine is always in balance yes that's terrific yeah. How many different bottlings do you do at Nipozzano? Okay, in Nipozzano we make four different kinds of wine. We have the Nipozzano Chianti Rufina Riserva. This uh, is already a Riserva, but is our basic wine. Uh, that is made with 90% Sangiovese, 10% is Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, and a touch of Malvasia Nera, and is aged for 24 months in a second-hand barrique. And is that what makes it Reserva, is the 24 months? Yeah. Okay. And then we have a single vineyard wine, it's called Nipozzano Vecchia Viti, that is a blend field. So it's located... Oh, it's a field blend. It's so field whatever blend. is there is yeah. there. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. And what, 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 what is in the Vecchia Viti vineyard? So Vecchia Viti is located in the lowest part of the state, so 250 meters above the sea level. It's 20 hectares of single vineyard. It's like Chianti, supposed to be in the 70 when they planted actually this vineyard, so it's Sangiovese, Canaiolo, Colorino, Malvasia Nera, all together, a couple of cherry trees in the middle, you know, and um, it's like Chianti was in the past. This is the wine of the future with the whole heart, because it's the wine of the family, like tradition, like classic style of Chianti, because it's fermented in concrete and is aged in large cask for 24 months. Before we released this wine on the shelf in 2011, this vineyard was part of the blend of Nipozzano, of course. 2011 is a more combination of things like the super hot season, the fast and furious season, the volume, because it was less grapes compared to the year sure. before. It was my first vintage. I like to say the so you're winery... you're off to a challenge. Yes. Uh, so the winery looks like an hotel. No, so we booked the tank for the vineyard. And the um, amount, so the tons, were good enough for the concrete. We can uh, um, control the temperature in this concrete. So, okay, we'll be all right, no? 
So we ferment actually in concrete and then we age it in a large cask that just arrived. So concrete fermentation, interesting. Yeah. So like tradition. This is the wine so of the So instead of amphora, clay amphora, now we have the concrete. Uh... Yeah. In the oldest part of the winery we got. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so here we are with the Nipozzano Vecchiaviti. Vecchiaviti means oldest vineyard. Do you inoculate with uh, yeast or do you just do wild fermentation? Yeah, for so, all the wines. So the... The oldest yeast strains and the oldest part of the winery yeah. in the ancient method of age, or fermentation. Yeah. Uh, it's terrific. And then aged yeah. in barrique after fermentation. Yeah. And barrels. Barrels. Yeah. And the best part is every single wine on Nipotsano has got its own personality, even if they are all red and Sangiovese is the most uh, grapes percent. And when we enjoy, you will see the difference between the Chianti Rufina Riserva and the Nipozzano Vecchiaviti Riserva Chianti Rufina. No, they are two different style of wine, even they come through the same estate. And uh, Montesodi, Montesodi is uh, the highest expression of Sangiovese in Nipozzano. Okay. So in Montesodi born in 1974, like um, Pianti Rufina Riserva, Sangiovese, aged in barrique. So now that we have the uh, Nipozzano Vecchiaviti, like Chianti Rufina, uh, this one is out of the appellation, uh, but it is the highest expression of Sangiovese for us. It, we changed the aging. And uh, same vineyard, so we choose the block of the Sangiovese at this time of the season, when no, the canopy and the benches are there after the flowering, and then we manage the canopy from now. Of course, we start with the pruning first, but now we see the result. And then until we pick the grapes, and then in the winery, we work exactly in the same way. Uh, we follow all the process. And then this is the result of the highest point uh, because it's 450 meters above the sea level, Sangiovese aged in large cask as a well. Large cask, so, so we back, we back to a tradition with the Montesodi. And aged, uh, fermented concrete as well. No, this is still fermented. Stainless steel. And then we have another wine. that is called Mormoreto. Mormoreto is a Bordeaux blend. A Bordeaux blend. Okay. Yeah. So we were one of the first to introduce the international variety in, uh, in Italy. So after under 50 years, Mormoreto is the answer. To say thank you to the pioneer Leone degli Albizzi and one of the members of Frescobaldi family. Um, it's a blend with Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Cabernet Franc and Petit Verdot. And for the 2013 vintage, that is the 30th anniversary for this wine, we introduced the Sangiovese into the blend. Because I like to say that Mormoreto is a French tourist with Tuscan accent. Sangiovese <laughs> now is a Tuscan That's accent. That's fabulous. So, and we're not gonna worry about the Mormoreto today. Yeah. Today we're going to taste the, 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 the Sangiovese. Yeah. So what do we have first? First, Nipozzano, of course. Okay. So this is the 2013 Nipozzano? Yes. Very pretty color. Mm, fragrant. So tell me about the wine. So um, I told you the percent is 90% Sangiovese and 10% is uh, Cabernet Sauvignon with Merlot and a touch of Malvasia. Uh, it's aged for 24 months in second-hand barrique. 
so the touch of wood is not quite heavy, but still there. Present. But is uh, is good because it's well integrated with the with the wine actually, and uh, well, the nose is clear, it's fresh. You can fresh, feel but there's still a nice earthiness to it. Yeah. And one thing there is a fil rouge for all the wine is the earthy notes. So this is another characteristic that uh, is the ID of the Nipozzano wines, the earthy notes. All the wines remind you the soil in a positive way, sure. of course, but you really can feel. So Nipozzano is a blend. Now, uh, every vineyard, uh, it's got a story, it's got a life. Our job is manage in the best way every single vineyard that is part of this plan. Now for the others, they come from a single vineyard, so it's one focus, one spot, one shot. This one is a blend, and we try to keep separate all the vineyards before we blend before you this make wine. Blend, sure. So uh, our focus is find the harmony between all the vineyards, because it cannot be in 260 hectares all southwest exposure. Of course, no? That's, <laughs> Is that we, possible, yeah, right? If you come to Nipozzano, you will see this amazing theater, no? Uh, that looks to Florence, just behind the hills. Florence is there, in the night you see the lights. But of course, there is another part of the hills that is sure. north. But the San Giovese up there is like um, uh, more acid, it's very rich in flavor. So when you blend together, you try to do the best with all different spots of Sangiovese, different spots of Merlot or Cab, you have the balance of the state. So this is what the state actually can do. And then is the wine for Sunday family lunch. That's a nice Sunday family lunch. <laughs> Well, delicious, super bright acidity. And again, you talked about the balance. You've got really nice kind of red, red berry notes, but not fruit forward by any yeah. means. It's all balanced no. with that kind of acidity and earthiness. Yeah, and then this is the harvest. No, 2013 is the first fresh year after a couple of years in the row, super hot. And you will never find for the 13 like overripe berries. All the berries are fresh, fresh fruits, mm -hmm. flowers, no? Because this was the harvest of the tradition. Because we start to pick the grapes the 10th of September. So that's early for yeah. Italy, yeah? Yeah, because, you know, all the time they used to come back from Australia, I was like, um, come on, it's time to pick the grapes, no? For the 11th was the 25th of uh, August. It's quite early, and you know, so this is the like vintage is supposed to be. We start in September, like you study on the book, and then for the Montesodi we pick the grapes actually the second week of uh, October. October, so a month yeah, later. Yeah, and yeah. Well, this is beautiful. This is clearly like all good Italian wine screams for food. Yeah. This wants to have food yeah. with it because of the acidity and... and food. No, so I told you the family, the Sunday lunch, because it's what uh, we actually doing better. Legs under the table, we eat, we talk, yeah. and we drink. Right, it's it's not a super serious cerebral wine. This yeah. is wine that just is going to enhance the meal and enhance the the, the lunch yeah. or dinner. What do we have next? Now we're back in our car after the tour of the state. We reach the lowest part. 
it's interesting that this comes from the lowest part because often you think of you know the the hillside slopes or the or, or the top the top part of the slope would be the next. Uh, it's interesting that the Vecchiavite comes from the low part. Yeah. And Vecchiavite is ancient vines. How old yeah. are the vines? Forty, not so old to compare the French uh, oh, yeah, yeah. vines, but quite old to be Italian mm -hmm. in Tuscany. Great. Better than before. <laughs> yeah. You said this is the field blend. Yes. We have all, all of the ancient varieties that go into Chianti. Yep. Again, very pretty color, del delicate almost. I mean, yeah. 2013 um, is not the year of the intensity of the extraction of the colors, but is the year of the elegance, of the finesse. Of the freshness. So of you course. would say like 2010, that was more extracted color, that yeah, bigger, definitely. fruitier. Definitely. And then I hear 15 is like that too, yeah? But 15 compared to 11, it's got the, uh, you know, 15 is still in the barrique. Right, so right. it's different. But the 10, um, now if you taste, it's perfect time to sure. be enjoyed. The 15 is very similar to the 10. But I think it's more long, it's longer. Longer, okay. Great, so let's back to the Vecchi Vite. Yes. So different style. A little more delicate, a little more restrained, holding back a little something. Like, doesn't want you to know all about it, like the uh, the, the Reserva did. The Reserva yeah. was kind of on the nose, was all out there for you. This is more Rufina. It's like people from the Chianti Rufina, from the area, I like this wine, you know? It's like at the beginning, they look at you, they study you, they are not like, hello, welcome, I come with the south compared to this area, somewhere uh, like this. They are like a bit shy, but after they open their heart and you will love it. Oh, that's pretty, really floral, a lot of kind of purple flower, and again, red berry balanced in with with silky tannin, nice acidity again for food, for food. Yeah, and then for me that I made it, they are two different concepts of wine. Like with the Nipozzano, we told it's very good to match with food. It's like I open a bottle of Nipozzano because I want to eat. I open a bottle of Vecchia Viti, it depends on the mood. You even can read a book and enjoy a glass sure. of this wine. Yeah, there's a, a little wine, more to it. It's a wine for different wine moments. No, it could be I open the bottle, enjoy with a few uh, different kinds of cheese, so welcome uh, for my friends, and then you have dinner. You know? It's a different wine concept. And how about uh, what do we have next? So now, back so to the So we go from the low to the high. Yeah. We have an amazing balcony in the middle of this vineyard where you can see actually around until to the castle. No, this is the highest point in uh, Nipotsan. So now we change the style again. The Montessori, uh, 2013? Yeah. So the colors, even more delicate on this wine. Yeah, because it's just one variety, you know? And Sangiovese is like Pinot Noir. Yeah, right. Yeah, very much. Uh, is Sangiovese thin skin like Pinot Noir? Yeah. It's very, uh, the skins remind you the Pinot Noir. Of course, if you look the benches, no, because Pinot Noir is like this. Yeah. And Sangiovese, yeah. Now we have to manage this vineyard. We work in Guyot vineyard, and we manage uh, a lot to make at least one bottle each vine 
One bottle per vine. Yes. So very low yield. Yeah, because other way is like production, production, and production. Yeah, right. it would, would yeah, like, reduce you know, the character of yeah, the wine. Sangiovese is the prince of Italy. You can make the back-in-box wine to the Brunello is always Sangiovese. It sure. depends on your works. I think with Montesodi, on this style, with uh, this managing in the vineyard, this work in the winery and the aging, we find his own ID. So now it's different. Well, very elegant. Everything is integrated together, all the aromas. Again, you get that earthiness. I, I see the, 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 the similarity between the three and that earthy bit of the nose. And but then, while, while the Reserva was showy and the Vecchivite was a little restrained, this is more about integration. I agree. Lovely texture. The tannins are a little more... A little more. Vibrant. Yeah, vibrant. Um, clearly, this wine's meant to age a little longer. Yeah. I like to say that Sangiovese is a wine of the waiting. Because you have to wait before you pick. You have to wait when it's on, on fermentation. You have to wait for the aging. And then you have to wait when you drink. No, after you love, you enjoy, but take you take his time. Yeah, this wine, I really, it's drinking lovely now. But I think five more years, oh, you'll be paid off for your patience to wait five more years I with agree. this wine. I or, agree. or longer. I the acidity's there, the tannin's definitely there. Yeah. Um, where the other wines, I think, are really more made for drinking right now, yeah. Even though they will age, they're more about today as yeah. opposed to the Montessori. Yeah. We have one more wine. You brought me a treat, didn't you? Yes! Okay, let's see. What is this last wine? What is this treat? I'm very happy to taste and share with you because wine's for sharing. When you enjoy a good bottle of wine, if you don't share, it's like the movie, no? It's when you enjoy right. the, in, um, the amazing bottle. And... It's just not the same, right? Yeah. This is Montesodi 1985. You weren't even born in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And Montesodi has always been that special yeah. sort of tête de cuvée, for lack yeah. of a better word. We replanted uh, the vines step by step, so now the average of the wines is 15 years old. No? But uh, this time, where well, of course, other wines, but step by step, we're replanting. Wow, so this wine is showing that it's mature. It's, it's not, it's gone yeah. from that kind of light, bright ruby color to yeah. a little more garnet, out to a little bit of a brown rim. Yeah, and it even smells mature. More of the dried fruit character yeah. to it. And that's prevalent. That dried fruit just jumps right out of the glass at you. But not without that mushroomy, earthy, even cocoa. sweet. Yeah, a little cocoa. But remember, this one were, was aging in uh, barrique. Right, right. Beautiful acidity. Sometimes, sometimes you know, when the, the mature wine gets that dried fruit character, the acidity falls off. Not with this yeah. at all. Wow, what a beautiful example. It's too bad we can't buy this wine. Thank you for bringing that special no treat to share with Pleasure. me. But it shows that how a wine that's 30 years old, 32 years old, can still stay, uh, how, 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 it, how it matures, but how it stays bright and beautiful and is absolutely delicious. You know, when you drink a great wine, 
you know before you drink. It's like uh, when you land at the airport and you're waiting for an old friend. No? Or the old friend is waiting for you. It's like you know each other. All the other people around doesn't make sense for you because they're just faces that you don't know. And you know your friend because, you know. So now tasting this 85 compared to no, the last release at Vintage, like Nipozzano Vecchia Viti, all this vineyard, it's great wine, that is always part of Nipozzano because it's 40 years old, it's there. Montesodi, it's like, it's great wine because I know the back now, I know how it could be, I know how it was. And Nipozzano is the evergreen. But you can't wait to be able to taste one of your wines in 32 years yeah. and have it taste like this and know that you made it. Well, Eleanor Marconi, winemaker at Frescobaldi Nipizzano Estate, thank you so much for your time. No worries. Your wines were delicious. Uh, I hope to be able to come visit you at Nipizzano someday. Please, you are welcome to stay with us. We got the chance now um, to guest our to host our guest sorry uh, with a beautiful beautiful um, borgo so the old village of Nipozzano nearby the castle uh, some of the oldest um, houses are now open to so sort of like agro-tourism yeah terrific yeah. well on that's, the that's something to look into if you're going to be traveling to to Florence and Chianti yeah Thank you so much for your time. It was no a pleasure worries. to meet you. Pleasure. For John's tasting notes on the wines from this episode, go to www.thehonestpoorpod.com. Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to The Honest Poor with John Lennart at iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at The Honest Poor with John Lennart and follow us on Twitter at The Honest Poor. This has been The Honest Poor with John Lennart. Music by Kevin McLeod. Thank you.